You're listening to Social Misfit. What's going on, Misfits? Ooh, it's been such a long time since I've said that out loud. No, no need to adjust your audio. I sound like this because I've been battling a cold for the last couple days. I was supposed to record this Misfit Moment episode last week, but I had no voice. So shout out to all the people on social media who hit me up in my DMs like, hey, boo, we've been listening to old episodes. Where you been at? We miss you. I'm here. I am back. And of course, I feel so bad and guilty that I haven't been keeping on the up and up with you guys. But, you know, I just been overwhelmed with like a lot of work things that I had to do. And I'm of the mindset, if there's something I really, really have to do, then I can't indulge in the things that I want to do. So it is a very uh, self-discipline punishment type of thing. It's kind of like you can't get dessert until you eat your Brussels sprouts. And so I had a lot of Brussels sprouts to eat. And I consider this podcast to be my dessert. It's a fun thing that I enjoy to do. But I also know that it's a treat for myself. So I don't, and I also kind of want to make sure that it's always a treat because once I feel like it becomes a chore, then I'm going to be resentful and I don't want to be outliving life and being like, oh, fuck, I got to go do edit my podcast. You know what I mean? Like when I'm in a groove and I'm doing well with my schedule and my projects and then the podcast is just there and it's like taking care of itself. It's perfect. But I hadn't been able to stay on top of it because I had a lot of things, as they say, a lot of irons in the fire and I'm going to break them down. So iron number one that I had to really get a handle on was my book. So I turned my first draft in January, uh, about a week late, just keeping it real. And then my editor is so fast that she turned around and sent me back her edits like super quick. So I had like the month of March to get my edits done. And let me tell you something, you know, it's harder than writing a book, uh, editing a book. Like when someone who doesn't know you, doesn't know your life, doesn't know the references that you're referring to, you know, even some like, you know, uh, ebonic vernacular and slang words thing. Like what does, what does backshots mean? That's a direct quote. Her, her voice doesn't sound like that, but I'm just putting emphasis so you know who's asking me the question. Uh, and then I had to go and like explain those things. And then I know that I briefly, like my salesman's pitch for my book, Fuck Your Diet and Other Things My Thighs Tell Me, is it's a collection of funny essays about my experience with body image and body weight. And while that is true, there are several chapters where I deep dive into things that are a little bit more serious. And of course, I handle them very gingerly and bring humor where it fits. I don't ever want to like dumb down anything or be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you pander. Yeah, I don't want to pander to anybody about anything. So it definitely took a lot of mental space to revisit those points of my life and talk about some more serious things, things that I didn't realize that were that serious until you look at them as an adult and be like, damn, that kind of messed me up a little bit. And so because of that, I have to go to therapy. And I'm not saying like, I'm not, I mean, there's no way to say it. Like when it's like when you watch all those movies where a woman is forced into an insane asylum and she's like, I'm not crazy. And they're like, sure, you're not crazy, bitch. You're crazy because only crazy people say they're not crazy. So I am going to go to therapy 
And even though I want to be like, I don't really need it. I know that I need it. And I especially need it now. And I've always said this when people ask me if I would go to therapy, I always said, I'm going to go to therapy right before I blow up, like right before my profile reaches the next level of exposure and people see me. And just so I can not have the Lauren Hill effect, because I feel like certain people who are really, you know, creative once they get into a spotlight where they're constantly, you know, you see what Kanye West and a host of other creative people, once they've exposed themselves and they don't have the right mental and spiritual protection around them, they go crazy. So I am going to go to therapy to just make sure that I have my checks and balances and my chakras aligned. I don't know why I threw that in it, but you know, just to make sure that I'm on the up and up and that nobody can come and whisper in my ear. Cause the last thing I need is to finally find a husband and he end up being like Wendy Williams husband coming around around here, trying to manage and control me and talk crazy and then get another chick pregnant on the side. That's not going to happen. Not on my watch. So there was a lot of emotional things that I had to like revisit and sit in things that I thought that I was done once I wrote the first draft, but then I had to revisit it again and add more like context to it. So that took a lot out of me. And then also because I had been on the road so much before I shut things down. So basically last year I was like working on projects here in the city in New York. Then I went on the road during the fall and then October, November, I shut everything down, like didn't take any gigs, shut everything down and then focused on writing, like finished writing my book. And so I'd finished that in January. And then once I finished that, I was like, oh, bitch, I'm back out here. And so I just started taking night gigs in the city and performing like two, three times a night, four times a night, five times a night, running back and forth, doing all these spots, hanging out to two, three o'clock in the morning. And then my editor emailed me back like, hey, so I need you to address these edits. And I was like, shit, damn, I got to go back to school. And so I had to go back to school, but I was trying to be slick, meaning that I was trying to like still be out here and hang out with my friends and do like shows and realizing that I am a nocturnal writer. So you can't perform at nighttime when you normally write at nighttime. So there was a lot of juggling that I had to do. And also like, really, I had to just be realistic with myself being like, baby, you can't be doing both things when you have a deadline. So I was late turning in my edits on my book because it was the emotional part of like procrastinating, not wanting to go back to certain spaces mentally and emotionally and then also being like but I just want to perform at night and this is a form of procrastination so I finally buckled down and I got my edits done um I have one more thing that I need to finish I have to write my conclusion which has been gnawing at me because I don't know I don't know how to wrap up this book and I really wanted to have like a moment to just be done with all the other parts of it so I can just sit. And so by next week, I'll have my conclusion written and it feels so final. And I I think it might be me dragging my feet because it's like once I write this thing, all that's left to do is just cross T's and dot I's. And it feels like, you know, I'm handing my baby off to the nurse who's going to like clean it and wipe it off and put it in the nursery. And then I'll have to like look at it through the glass like everybody else. So the crazy thing is that when I finally buckled down and got all of it together, with the exception of the conclusion for the reasons I listed before, they decided to move my book title, like the release date. So initially, my book was supposed to come out September 24th, 2019. But now my book will be coming out January 7th, 2020. Now, 
this is not a bad thing because the reason why they decided to push back my release date is because our last and most respected President Obama, the last president that I acknowledge, is releasing his book in the fall. And what I'm not going to do, I'm not going to try to act like I can compete with Mr. Barack Obama because there's a lot of people out there who only buy books once every blue moon. And I do not want them to make a choice between my book and Obama because I know they're going to pick Obama. Yes, it don't matter how big my popcorn afro is or how nice my tits are sitting, honey. They're going to go for the last president of the United States of America. So I was cool with that. And then also because my body does primarily deal with body image and body weight, January is a really good time for it to come out because everybody's lying to themselves, talking about New Year's resolutions and gym memberships are up and diet plans is popping and trainers is getting new suckers to give them uh, $90 a session. So, you know, it's a good time. So think about it that way. You can still pre-order it. It's still available available for pre-order. You can go to fyourdiet.com. That's the letter F and then the word your and diet spelled out.com and order it for some of your friends. And maybe y'all could read it at the beginning of the year and start off a book club and all that jazz. So once I got the bulk of my book edits done, like once I got everything under control and I was back to normal back in New York City and, you know, slowly procrastinating, but not really. I got a call to come in and be a senior show producer on Vice Live. And Vice Live was a two-hour nightly talk show on Vice Live. They created the show after Jesus and Meryl left. They wanted to have a block of time, you know, set aside that they didn't have to worry about a bunch of shows so that somebody over there came up with the idea of a two-hour live nightly show. The show was not doing, the show was not doing well. They called me and another person that I'm I'm very good friends with in and asked if we would come in and try to like resuscitate the show and give it a little bit more creative direction. And I said, yes, because I love working in television. I love working in production. I'm, I'm a weird person like that. Like I know as far as my career goes, I can, I can easily work behind the scenes and create shows and write and direct and show run and produce easily. Or I could be in front of the camera. So I think I want a combination of both. I think I've said this before. I want a combination of both because I, you know, don't necessarily want to always be in front of the camera, but I also know that I don't trust a lot of people to give me direction because I feel like I'm, better suited than a lot of people. And I know that sounds arrogant, but I think a lot of times you just have to think about yourself in realistic terms. If you have something to bring to the table, if you have a creative vision, you may not have the technical skill, but you can always bring people with the technical skill around you. That's what a DP is for. That's what an AD is for. There's people who work in a business and that's all they want to do because they don't have a creative vision. So if you come in here with a creative vision, they'll be more than willing to Follow your lead and make sure that your projects look amazing. Okay. Tiana Taylor started directing videos, music videos, and she's done a gang of them in a short amount of time. And I'm sure no one was like, hey, girl, do you want to start directing music videos? She was like, my record label's not pushing me. Kanye's a goddamn idiot out here messing up my album and, and editing songs that I did not agree that I want to edit it that way. So since y'all want to fuck around with my music and my release date, I'm going to make my own visuals because I can't wait for y'all to give me no money. And she's doing it. And now she's started a production company and she's directed music videos for other people. So that's all a part of it. And also, 
I believe I talked about this when I was in Minnesota, how I went to Prince's house and his studio slash museum. And that was something that was like very, very big to him, which is like owning your own creativity. And so that's kind of like seeped into my subconscious. And I'm all about that. So I decided to go work for Vice Live as a, as a senior show producer. So I go, I started on Monday. This is last month. No, this is March. So I go, I start on, no, 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 I'm sorry. This is April. This is, yeah, this was in April. My bad. So I start in April. I'm there Monday, Tuesday, but I had college shows that I couldn't get out of because of contracts. So I went on the road for the rest of the week. I come back on Monday, Monday afternoon, they announced to us that the show was canceled. So I worked two and a half days on Vice Live. And it was an interesting experience from the short amount of time that I was there. I wish I could have had more time there to just like really make some changes and work with people and all that stuff. Because like when people see a problem, I see like a challenge. I'm one of those people. If you tell me like, yo, everything is fucked up. Everybody's fucked up. I'm be like, I'm gonna figure it out. Like I am like my mind is a Rubik's cube. I'm always trying to be like, no, no, no. We don't get all these colors on the same side. Watch me just have faith. Believe in me. So I'm one of those stubborn people when it comes to trying to make a way out of no way. So I'm kind of bummed that it got canceled. But I mean, you know, other things will come from it. So that was my like last pretty much last two two months since you've heard from me. And so then I have some good news that I'm sharing with you guys. No one's heard this. I've not announced this. In addition to all the things that I said before, the reason why I kind of didn't want to like just stop performing again to finish the edits of my book is because I had to work on my late night submission tape. And so if you're a comic anywhere, your, your goal is to get a tight five minutes right? Like your best five minutes of material that showcase who you are, your personality, your point of view, your writing style, you can get a lot accomplished in five minutes. And so every comic has a tight five. And so what happens is when you or your manager uh, decide to submit for a late night talk show, and that's that's the CBS shows, Cor- James Corbin, NBC is Fallon and Seth Meyers. ABC is Jimmy Kimball. Oh, CBS is also um, Colbert. So it's Colbert, Conan, Fannett, whatever. All of them white dudes with big hair. All of them motherfuckers, all of them. So whenever it's time for you to, you know, submit a late night set, you have to make a tape. You make a tape, preferably at a good club with good lighting and good sound. I mean, I tried to like tape myself and it was not ever working out because it's just too cumbersome. But thankfully, I I work at the comedy cellar and they tape every single set and you can just ask for your copy of your set. If you go on on my Instagram page, I think there is. Oh, that's not that's not from. Sorry, that's not from the comedy cellar. But there's a clip of me um, at Gotham Comedy Club on my Instagram. It's like a little one minute joke. So, you know, basically you want to get something like that's that that's that kind of quality or, you know, good enough so they can see you and hear your jokes because they don't really care about the audience. So I've been 
So I had been working on this set, but I really wanted to kick a, kick it up a notch because I'm like, in my mind, my book is coming out of September. If I can get on a late night talk show and perform, that'll help with my book sales and help, you know, raise my visibility in time for September. So that was the goal. The goal was to get on a late night talk show, you know, between now and September. So I finally got a good tape. Right. It took a couple tries. I got a good tape, send it to my manager. She's like, this is great. She sends it to a late night booker. They wrote back. Yeah, this is great. We just need to change two things because apparently you can't say midget or mention suicide. I will reveal those jokes at another time. But I was like, "Okay, fine. That's easy. I'll just like cut those jokes out. And then the booker was like, send it. Send me one more time with those changes made. And I did. And he was like, all right, let's go. I'm going to give her a date sometime in May. And that was it. And the reason why I sound so astounded is because whenever anybody that I've known in this business talked about doing a late night set, they made it sound like it was the most arduous process, like months and months of going back and forth, months and months of writing and editing and rewriting and tidying and taking notes and changing this and moving that. And that might have been the process for people. But that was not my experience. And I'm not trying to say that it was, you know, easy. The hardest thing was trying to get a good tape of myself. And the feedback that I got was very complimentary and supportive and encouraging. And I will be, this is a big buildup. Let me take a breath because my my voice is starting to fuck up. Let me, let me take a little swig of water. Um, Part of it is because I'm thirsty and also part of it is because dramatic pause. So with that, I tell you, misfits, my loves, my friends in my head, my supporters, my day ones, that I will be making my late night talk show stand up comedy debut next Friday on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Yes, I know. That's crazy, right? It's crazy. And I know I don't sound excited. I am excited. Like I told you, my voice is barely here. But I'm also um, trying to process it. Like it's one of those things, like when I got the news, I was like, yes, oh my God, that's amazing. I told my friends and they were so excited and happy for me. But I also don't think that it's going to like, it's not going to sink in until I'm there. Like when I'm in the building, when I'm getting hair and well, not hair, you know, honey, you can't really trust a lot of people to do your hair. But when I get my makeup done, cause my hair will already be done. Um, but when I'm in the makeup chair and when I put my outfit on, my outfit is going to be custom made because I'm six one in a glamazon. So when I slip into my custom made outfit and put on my gold shoes, yes, my shoes are gold and uh, walk up to that curtain and they open it up, then I'll be like, wow, this is really happening. And so I want you guys to give me your thoughts. Should I have a viewing party? I'm taping it the day before on a Thursday because they taped two episodes on Thursday which is the Thursday episode and then the Friday episode. So I'm taping it on Thursday. After dinner, my friends and family and I who are going to come into the tape, we're going to go have dinner. And then the next day is going to come on regular Jimmy Fallon time on 1130 right after your local news. So I'm thinking, should I have a viewing party? And a part of me wishes that I could just have like people come over to my house and like watch it and, chill and not not have it be a super big thing 
But then I also, in the back of my mind, it's like a lot of my friends who I would want to come see it are like comics and they'll want to be out working. So I don't feel comfortable like asking people to not work to come to my place in Brooklyn. And then it takes so much time to like go back to their shows in the city because weekends are, you know, like double the pay, almost triple the pay really depends where you work. So I don't want nobody missing money on my account. (coughs) And then my civilian friends don't take offense to that. But my civilian friends are like married with kids, you know, so they got to get babysitters. And so I don't know. This is a part of me being that uh, introverted only child for 15 years where it's just like, I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want to make this about me. This is, you know, this this should, I'm even thinking like, maybe I'll just put in like, uh, you know, put in for spots and just work that night myself and it'll just be any other night. I don't know. I don't know. I'm also the person that doesn't really like do big birthday parties like that. Like I had a birthday party last year, but that was because um, I really wanted to go to this axe throwing place and my friend worked there and I got like a really good deal. And I literally just paid for everything and just told people to show up because once things get complicated and people start talking about well, how much and well, how I got to get there, like I don't want to be bothered. So I just told people come and play and I just told them to bring snacks, like bring cookies, bring cakes, bring drink alcohol, like just bring stuff to eat and drink and everything else is paid for. So I like to do things that are like very simplistic like that. So I don't know, guys, should I have a viewing party? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and so after the Tonight Show, I will be in Las Vegas for a full week. I'll be back performing at the Comedy Cellar at the Rio Hotel. So if you go to Vegas, if you're going to be in Vegas for Memorial Day week, come by, come to the show. If you live nearby and you want to check out the show, just hit me up, um, email me. You can email me, Chloe at ChloeHilliard.com. You can go to my website. You can hit me up on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Don't hit me up on Facebook because I barely go on there. I mean, if you must, I mean, if we must, fine. But hit me up and give me your name and I will get you tickets. I will put you on a list and you can come and see me perform for Frizzy at the Comedy Cellar at Rio Hotel. And there's two shows a night. I'll be there Monday the 27th through Sunday, June 2nd. It's a 7 p.m. and a 9 p.m. show every evening. So come on out there, y'all and say hello. And I learned how to play uh, roulette. I may teach myself how to play craps, but I play roulette and I've, I've won some good money. So I'll be doing that that week as well. And lastly, because things are starting to fall into place and, you know, I can get a little bit more breathing time, I decided it was time to focus on my dating life again. And I signed back up to Bumble. But this time is different. This time I'm only seeking younger men. Yes. If you are my age or older, sorry, bub, not happening. I'm looking for a young boy. I do a joke about it. A young boy. I need somebody who's younger because in my experience, the older men that I dated recently, if if you are older, if you're a man in your 40s or older, if you're over 40 years old and you're single, especially single, never married, no kids, something's wrong with you. And I'm not going to debate it because I know it is true. There's something wrong with you. Mental illness, emotional illness, something's up, something's up. Over 40, single, never married, no kids, no ma'am. 
And I've witnessed that. So I'm not going through that again. And therefore I won't. So I'm only dating younger men, only dating younger men. So I'm back on Bumble. So I'll be sure to let you guys know what happens with that. So I think that's it. This was just basically a catch up on all things Chloe. And um, I'm going to end it there because I have to get dressed and head into the city and go to the tonight show because what they do is they tell you to come the week before just so you can get like all the butterflies out of your stomach and watch like I know the comic that's taping their set tonight so I'm gonna go and walk through the process of what I'll be doing next week which I think is amazing so you're not like worried about like the new people places and things like you kind of have like a little run through so I'm gonna go do that but I want to make sure that I post this and edit this and get this up before I do that because then you know I've done this for nothing. So thank you guys for checking in and caring about me. Um, I will have a new episode next up next week. That's going to be with comedian Mike Yard. Um, And then we'll go from there. So if there's also if there's any comics that you know, or people in New York City, or Las Vegas, because I'll be there in a week or two, who you would like me to talk to an interview for my uh, podcast, just let me know, drop it something in the comments, and I will be all eyes and ears thank you guys for being you and being unique and investing your time with me i appreciate each and every one of you thanks have a great day